Shall we look to the Lord in prayer? My Father, we thank you and we praise you for your word. We pray that you will speak to us, minister to us, O Father. We pray that you would release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of God's word effective. In Jesus' name, we bind every resistance to the preaching of God's counsel. We bind every critical spirit that riseth against the proclamation of the counsel of God. We take victory in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Message is titled, Take Your Hands Off. What is it? Take Your Hands Off. Amen. Who are you telling that to? Your neighbor? Huh? Take your hands off. You're not telling that to your neighbor. Praise the Lord. But as we go along, we'll find out what is it that the word of God says, the assurance and the promises that are given to us through the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For the scepter of the wicked shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous reach, reach out their hands to iniquity. We're just going to go briefly into the things that we already shared just in case you forgot or you were not here. We said that the scope of this verse is such that it impacts and affects our lives in various dimensions, whether it be spiritual, physical, emotional, relational, financial, or generational, and even stemming into our life as we prepare for eternity. The psalmist, psalm, psalmist starts by bragging about what is the stand of a man who trusts in the Lord. His assurance and his confidence that he has because he trusts in the Lord. And in order to convey that picture effectively, what the psalmist does is he takes the familiar terrain of Israel and Jerusalem. And portrays a picture of Mount Zion that stands unshakable, immovable, stable, and steady throughout the seasons of life. And he says that a man of God who trusts in God is likewise in every seasons of his life. He is steadfast and stable because his trust is in the Lord himself. 
Then he brags around. He brags about the protection, the cordon of protection that is available for the children of God. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord's protective cordon is around those who love him. And through the scripture, we understand from the life of Job himself how Satan goes into the presence of God and says, haven't you put a hedge around Job and everything that he has? That's why he's so secure. That's why he is so confident. Praise God. Then we talked about what scepter really meant. We said that scepter is an emblem or a symbol, a sign of power and authority. In this world, there are many different kinds of authority. We see authority that is established in home, authorities that are established in church, authority that is established in the society, in the country, in the nations itself. Praise God. Each order that God has assigned and allotted to his children and to the people in general, people tend to become effective and productive and they continue to blossom when they remain under the order that God has placed for them. When they remain under the authority that God has placed in their lives. At the same time, there is another authority that is operating in the realms of darkness. The authority that operates in the realms of darkness wants to ransack the lives of men and women who are being ransomed by the blood of Jesus Christ. It is true that we have been ransomed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are not only ransomed by the blood of Christ, we are people who have been given spiritual blessings, uh, spiritual inheritance through Jesus Christ. Uh, and as we continue to experience and enjoy uh, and continue to be established uh, in this spiritual and every manner of blessing that God has given us, there is a power in operation that wants to put the authority the wicked authority upon the inheritance of the righteous people. Praise the Lord. And we said that this power is constantly working around us. And the Bible, it, it unveils how this power operates around us. How does the wicked operate? And throughout the Bible, from the beginning to the end, there are numerous examples that would enlighten our mind to understand the strategies that the enemy uses to put his authority, his scepter on your blessings, on your inheritance, on what rightfully belongs to a child of God. Praise the Lord. For us, we need to be people who are aware what our blessings are. What our inheritance are. What is it that God has allotted to you and to me. Unless you know what has been given to you. You would not have any idea when the enemy comes and takes what rightfully belongs to you. Unless you know what belongs to you. You cannot actively secure and safeguard 
those blessings which God has intended for you, which God wants you to enter into and occupy them and experience them in this life and the life to come. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, there is a wicked power in operation and that's the scepter of the wicked is constantly trying to put that scepter upon the inheritance of the righteous. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How he does it, we're going to go ahead and we will talk about it. But the Bible says, even as the fact has been given that this is how it operates, the Bible has given us a promise. And this morning it is of a prayer that we as children of God will understand the depth, the intensity, the gravity, the importance of the promise that is given to us and that we will bank on the promises of God so that the efforts and the move of the enemy will be dismantled, unabled, disabled so that you and I can experience the goodness of God. When you look at that first part of the verse, there is two things that are mentioned. Number one is the fact that the wicked has a scepter. The scepter of the wicked will not rest on the inheritance of the righteous. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, the Bible says it will not rest on the inheritance of the righteous. Praise the Lord. And we ought to stand by the word of God. Last week, the week, weeks before, we, we already unveiled what it means to be a righteous person. And we took from the words of Jesus, who is a righteous person? Jesus Christ highlights the life of Nathaniel and he calls him a righteous person. And he tells, what, why is he such a righteous man? Praise the Lord. And we talked about how this affects our lives. Number one. God expects us, we who are righteous, positionally righteous. Righteous not because of anything that we did or we could do, but righteous because God has made us righteous through the finished work on the cross of Calvary by Jesus Christ. But those who have been proclaimed, those who have been justified, those who have been proclaimed and positionally be remain righteous have a responsibility that in our practical life that we become righteous people just as our Father is righteous. And we said that the Bible, as much as the promise is given, it is linked to the fact that it will not work on those who are righteous. Praise the Lord. Moving on. Okay. What does it mean for the wicked to place his scepter on the allotment of the righteous? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What does it mean that the enemy will not be efficiently, effectively place that scepter on the allotment of the righteous? The word that is used is rest or place upon upon the allotment of the righteous. In other words, the enemy is trying to put a stake, put a claim to what rightfully belongs to you. Once he puts a stake and once he puts a claim, what he does is he slowly and steadily 
takes over, he establishes a dominion over what rightfully belongs to you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Because I want to make it a garden of herbs. 
and Naboth stood his ground. He was a righteous man who stood his ground and he made the proclamation of faith. And he said, no way, king. I ain't gonna give it to you what belongs to me, what has been handed down to us. We need to know children of God, young men and young women. You need to have an appreciation for what has been handed down to you. What has been handed down to you, I'm not talking about the keys of a BMW. I'm not talking about a keys of a Mercedes Benz. I'm not talking about a palatial home. I'm talking about what has been handed to you by your parents, by your forefathers, our faith values, which are much more precious than gold. Values that will help you to maintain a life that is pleasing to God. Values, faith values that are transmitted into us, not only that we would benefit from it, but we become people who carry it and in a timely manner transmitted into the next generation. It's not only about you and me, but God has, God has instilled and transmitted something in us which can be handed down to the next generation and to the next generation and to the next generation just as if you were in a relay race. It's up to you to take the baton from the former generation as they hand down the baton to you. And it's up to you to run that race effectively and hand down the baton to the next generation. For my Bible says, God has been our dwelling place from one generation to another. Hallelujah. Praise God. So King Heab, first he goes and he asks. Then he demands. Then once he realizes that it's not going to work, his evil wife Jezebel gets into the picture. She schemes. She cooks up a scheme. And they take that vineyard away from Naboth after killing him. Praise the Lord. You know, you just need, just think about it. It's not only the enemy wants to, listen to me, church, listen to me. It's not that the enemy just wants to put the scepter of wicked upon what rightfully belongs to you. But once he has put that scepter on your inheritance, upon your blessings, the next thing that he does is, he's not just going to leave it as it is. He's going to change it in such a way that you will never be able to say that this was a vineyard. He's going to transform it into a garden of herbs. Praise God. In the Bible, vineyard is a symbolic of joy. It's symbolic of a fruitful life. Uh, the fruitful life of spiritual life. The fruitful family life. Uh, the fruitful life in the church. Uh, the fruitful life in the society. The enemy wants to put a scepter upon it. Establish his dominion on it. And change it completely. That the world uh, will not be able to recognize uh, who you were uh, once the enemy is through. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 
ഇരവും പകലും ഒരു പോലൊക്കെ പ്രയത്നിച്ചോണ്ടിരിക്കുമ്പോൾ ദൈവജനം അവരോരെ ഏൽപ്പിച്ചിരിക്കുന്ന മുന്തിരി തോട്ടങ്ങളെ അവരോരെ ഏൽപ്പിച്ചിരിക്കുന്ന ദൗത്യങ്ങളെ അവരോരെ ഏൽപ്പിച്ചിരിക്കുന്ന ശുശ്രൂഷയെ അവരോരെ ഏൽപ്പിച്ചിരിക്കുന്ന ആത്മീക അനുഗ്രഹങ്ങളെ കാത്തു സൂക്ഷിക്കേണ്ട ചുമതല നമ്മുടേതാണെന്ന് മറന്നു പോകുവാൻ പാടില്ല ശത്രുവായവൻ ആധിപത്യം സ്ഥാപിച്ചതിന് ശേഷമാണ് മുന്തിരി തോട്ടത്തെ ചീരത്തോട്ടമായിട്ട് മാറ്റുന്നത് ചീരത്തോട്ടവും മുന്തിരി തോട്ടവും തമ്മിൽ ഒരു സാമ്യവുമില്ല മുന്തിരി തോട്ടമല്ല ചീരത്തോട്ടം ശത്രുവായവൻ പ്രവർത്തിച്ചു കഴിഞ്ഞാൽ മുന്തിരി വള്ളിയുടെ അനുഭവം മുന്തിരിയുടെ അനുഭവം മാറ്റി കയ്യപ്പിന്റെ അനുഭവം കൊണ്ടുവരുവാനാണ് ശത്രുവായവൻ ബന്ധപ്പെടുന്നത് because it will drive home what we are trying to say in the old testament there is another family praise god a woman comes up to praise god the man of god how many of you remember and she comes with a plea she comes with a pleading to the man of god she said oh man of god you remember my husband he was a man of god he served the god faithfully but now the debtors have come they are ready to take my children as slaves praise god hallelujah praise god hallelujah ida wa vidhavaya stri deiva purushante adukal vannu parayunu hallelujah enda bhartava or deiva manushan ennu ningalku ariyamayirunnallo praise god ena ida kadakkaru vannu hallelujah enda makkale adimagalai konduvan pogunu praise god hallelujah i draw this picture before you so that we will take the message from here this morning and church i want you to take this message with you praise god naboth resisted the enemy praise god naboth resisted the enemy he stood the ground he spoke the word naboth had to give up his life for his conviction for his faith the enemy tried to prevail but god's hand came upon king ahab here in the second picture that is drawn we see a powerless woman who is in debt because her husband was a man of god she comes to the prophet of god and she says behold help me in this praise god for the debtors have come and they are ready to take my children as slaves praise god hallelujah നമ്മുടെ അവകാശങ്ങൾ എന്താണ് പ്രേസ് ഗോഡ്ഹാലിയുഹിയ addicted to alcohol addicted to every kind of evil the enemy is constantly trying to put his scepter upon the next generation so that he can bring their lives their dreams and their destiny down and this morning like that woman who came to the man of god if he can approach the throne of grace and call upon him and ask him lord come to our aid this foe that is working against us is so powerful that we can stand against it you have to come to our aid 
God will come to our aid. Hallelujah. Edarthamai, or Ammeade Karachilikata. Hallelujah. Sorgam, Hallelujah. Or Alpadam, Avrada Jivatil, Avrada Bhavanatil Chedu, Yendagonda, Hallelujah. Deva Mavagasamai Kurta, Adatta Talamare. Dushtan the Kail Elpi Kadawanam Oru Alpudam Nenekwendi Chayivan Sorgam Karivuladum Sorgan Shaktanum Sorgam Viswastanum Agunu Nindev Yandem Chumadaliano Praise God Nam Deva Sanidil Namada Karagala Uyarti Deva Me Nindi Ada Border Deviga Shakti Deviga Sandarshanam Deviga Vidal Nangada Jeevatal Nangada Kudamatal Nangada Sabbath Yes, there are all kinds of blessings that belongs to us. Heavenly blessings, earthly blessings. Spiritual, material, physical, financial, emotional, relational, you name it, it's all ours. And some of the blessings that we already touched, praise God, our children are a blessing and heritage from the Lord. Hallelujah. We have our spiritual blessing. We mentioned that worship is our inheritance. Praise the Lord. And God wants you and I to experience that worship, hallelujah, that pleases God. And the enemy quite often tries to praise God, put his scepter upon that spiritual blessing that we ought to enjoy in our lives. And the next spiritual blessing that we talked was God wants us to have a prayer life whereby we can effectively communicate with him. That is an access, that is a blessing that we have, that we can run to the throne of grace, call him Abba Father, make our needs known unto him. Praise the Lord. That is a blessing and quite often the enemy uses tactics to divert and derail our faith life, our prayer life from being fulfilled. Praise the Lord. Coming to the next part. Hallelujah. <clears throat> what is our inheritance? Our spiritual life. In our spiritual life, there are various facets that are our inheritance. Acts 20, 24. Somebody read it. Kartavaya Esutana Sususha Tegekenam. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ministry is a, a inheritance that the Lord has given us. Praise God. When we say ministry, we often tend to equate ministry only to what happens on the stage, on only what happens on the pulpit. You know what is your calling. If you don't know what you're calling, you should know what your calling is. Your calling, the ministry that the Lord has given, is an inheritance that the Lord has given. And the enemy will try to stop you from accessing that inheritance that the Lord has given. When you read the word of God, 
we can understand from the New Testament that those who were called to minister, they always encountered opposition and obstacles from the force of darkness that tend to over, tend to, or attempted to overcome them. Praise God. Look at some of the examples in the Bible. It's very interesting. Peter, Peter was threatened by the Sanhedrin saying not to speak in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And do you know what was the response of Peter and John? Praise God. This is what they said. We ought to obey God rather than men. Praise God. We ought to obey God rather than men. Once they were intimidated and threatened, the Bible says they went and they started praying. Do you know what was their prayer subjects? This is what they prayed for. They did not pray, Lord, send a fire from heaven and consume those who tried to intimidate us. No, that's not what they prayed for. They got together and they prayed that they would have boldness to preach the gospel. The boldness to preach the gospel. They were tried to stop. They were attempt, the enemies attempted to stop them from preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. And everything else that came with it. Now they are praying, Lord, we don't want to be intimidated. We did not want to be threatened. We will not settle for intimidation. We will not settle for threatening. We will not settle for any of the tactics of this people. But we pray that you would give us the boldness to preach the gospel. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they received that boldness to go in the face of opposition. In the face of persecution. Without being intimidated to preach the gospel. And to fulfill the mandate that was placed upon them. And to fulfill the calling that was upon them. The calling to be ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. You know, have you ever felt intimidated sharing the good news of Jesus Christ? Paul writing to Timothy says, God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We have been given the spirit of power in us. So that we would not be intimidated by the world or the forces of the world. Praise God for the reports that are coming from around the world. Where the church is constantly being persecuted. Whether that's in India or in Pakistan or in, in the Gulf regions. We see that people of God have taken a stand for Jesus. And they are boldly representing Jesus. Hallelujah. It's because the spirit of power abides within them. So when Peter and John, they were intimidated, they prayed that the enemy scepter will not rest upon them. And hallelujah. But they prayed that the boldness of the Lord will be upon them. You just heard what Paul said. Paul said, I want to finish the race and complete the task that Jesus has given me. The context is 
Paul is saying that I know that the persecutors and persecution is awaiting me in Jerusalem. But that's not going to stop me from going and fulfilling the task that is given. Praise God. Children of God, I want to tell you, ministry is a right that the Lord has given you. In the area that you have been called to minister, continue to fulfill the plan of God in your life. Let me run on. Hallelujah. The enemy will try to place his scepter, scepter upon your life, upon your ministry, upon the various facets of your life. But if God is for us, that scepter cannot stay. Praise God. Enemy will attempt to place it, but the promise is that it will not stay. Praise God. Nehemiah was called to build the walls. Praise God. The opposition that he faced from Sanballat, from Tobiah, from Gershim was intense. But amidst that opposition, Nehemiah stood the ground because he realized what his calling was. What was the assignment given to him? And even when the enemy used tactics, spiritual, religious tactics to get Nehemiah to run away from the scene. Nehemiah said, a man like me will not run away. Would a man like me run away? He understood the scheme of the enemy. He discerned the move of the enemy even when it came from so-called spiritual circles. Nehemiah was in tune with God because Nehemiah realized the calling of God is irrevocable in nature. And if the calling of God is irrevocable in nature, God is faithful to his end of the promise. All you and I have to do is align ourselves so that his word upon our lives will be fulfilled. Praise God. For Nehemiah, if it was building the walls, praise God. It is not only about big men that the Bible talks about. The Bible says that each family, praise God, was given assignments to build the walls that was close to them. And each family took their responsibility and they finished the work that was allotted to them. Every family in the church of God has an allotment, has an inheritance, has a blessing, has an assignment, has a calling. Know what your calling is and remain faithful even when the enemy tries to put the scepter upon that which belongs to you rightfully. If for Nehemiah it was building the walls, for Zerubbabel it was building the temple. And when we read about Zerubbabel and Zechariah, we see there was such an opposition against the building of the temple. Praise God. But God gives a word of assurance to Zerubbabel saying, Zerubbabel, what is this mountain that stands before you? Tell the mountain, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. If God be for us, who can be against us? If the Holy Spirit is with us, that's the power that moves the world. That's the power that is in control. And if you and I are under that control of that power, the calling that God has placed upon our lives will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. No, 
what the calling is that God has placed upon our lives. Paul prayed. He had a calling to reach out to the Gentiles. He prayed and the Bible says, he says that, you know, an effective door has been opened for me in Ephesus. But there are many adversaries. 1 Corinthians 16, 9. Enemy employed the adversaries to place the scepter on the activities, on the regions that he was trying to get into. But the Bible says that through the grace of God that was upon the man of God, he was able to overcome. Praise God. Folks, we have an inheritance from the Lord. And the Lord wants you and I to experience that inheritance, to receive that inheritance, and live a life of fulfillment, contentment on what the Lord has provided for us. Praise the Lord. I'm going to conclude here. Praise that I'm not done. We will continue it, God willing. Next week we will continue. We're going to look into two major factions. Praise God. From the scripture, one from the old and from one from the new. And we will unveil a new facet of praise God, how the enemy operates and how you and I can be victorious over the forces of the darkness. Shall we look to the Lord in prayer? All eyes closed. Praise Hallelujah. The scepter of the enemy shall not rest upon the allotment of the righteous. Praise God. Shall we pray, Lord, grant us the grace and the power that we need so that the wicked will not be successful in placing his scepter or establishing his dominion on what rightfully belongs to us. Father, we thank you, we praise you this morning. We give you glory and honor, Lord. We yield our work to the Holy Spirit this morning. Father, we pray that we will become the people of word. Stand on the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Bank on the promises of God. Call upon you to come to our aid. And deliver us from every kind of predicament. In Jesus' name, we take victory over the wiles and the schemes of the enemy. Father, as we continue to ponder on this word, we pray that you will minister to each and every one of us, bringing us to that place of destiny with God and blessings in Christ Jesus. We bless God's people in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before